this is Jim from Safety Wars. Before we start the program, I want to make sure everyone understands that we often talk about OSHA and EPA citations, along with some other regulatory actions from other agencies, legal cases, and criminal activity. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Proposed fines are exactly that, and they are often litigated, reduced, or vacated. We use available public records, news accounts, and press releases. We cannot warranty or guarantee the details of any of the stories we share, since we are not directly involved with these stories, at least not most of the time. Enjoy the show. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. And from the border of liberty and prosperity, and the highway to the north, this is Safety Wars for Monday, November 27th, 2023. We're almost at the end of the year here. My oh my, has this year flown by? Let me get address that camera. Pull up some pictures up above. Doing a little bit of remodeling here, you know. This is what happens. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody got over their Thanksgiving El Trip to Fan buzz from all that turkey that we ate. I think that's the name of it, El Trip to Fan. Right, that's the chemical. Uh, we had a very solemn Thanksgiving year in the Polesville family because of recent events. And that's it. But we're moving on along. Wanted to give a big shout out to everybody out there doing their job today in safety. It's not always easy coming back from a long four or five day weekend, depending on your workplace, your job site. With us, we worked on Friday, we worked on Saturday, we worked on Sunday. That's the way we do it here. That's the way we do it. But it's not always going to be this way, as I keep telling people. This is only temporary. All of this is only temporary. So, what's going on out there in the world? We're going to go into our usual OSHA and DOL press releases. Uh, and there's a lot going on on the biological safety front out there with what's going on in China. And we even have one little kitten here that, and uh, no, that was spreading rabies, right? Ay, ay, ay. Incredible. All right, this is from uh, the Department of Labor. U.S. Department of Labor recovers more than $1.2 million for 142 workers on a Paps Farm housing construction project in, oh, yeah, yeah, Wisconsin has great names and towns. Construction project in Okano, Okanomowick. Okanomowick, I tried that out. Okanomowick, Wisconsin. A U.S. Department of Labor investigation has found 21 construction companies working on a federally assisted construction project violated federal laws leading to the recovery of more than $1.2 million in prevailing and overtime wages for 142 construction workers who built a 302-unit housing development in Okanomowak. Incredible. I mean, uh, they list all of the companies here, or at least a number of the companies, and uh, I tell you what, you cannot mess around on these federal jobs, especially when you have a... Uh, payroll, right? When you have a payroll on these things, you really cannot uh, mess around with them. Uh, with a certified payroll and this prevailing wage and everything else, I mean, I've been on a couple of projects over the years uh, where they've done this uh, with everybody and, uh, you know, trying to recoup your wages and everything else. You got to wait for your money for a long time. But guess what? It's really bad. If you're cheating them, this is what's going on. A couple of things. One, you're disobeying the law because you're not uh, paying your Davis-Bacon rates. Number two, you're not paying your taxes because all that stuff has to be taxed. Right? You're diverting it to other things. Uh, it's, uh, we'll just say, a real bad idea to do that. Uh, with that, so good for them. 
Department of Labor announces findings. This is from MSHA. Department of Labor announces findings of October 2023 impact inspections at 13 mines, many with histories of repeated safety and health issues. U.S. Department of Labor announced today that its Mine Safety and Health Administration, that's MSHA, completed impact inspections at 13 mines in 10 states issuing 215 violations. What is an impact uh, thing here? Uh, and in, in the... Uh, my, uh, this is a quote from uh, the Assistant Secretary for MSHA, Chris Williamson. The Mine Safety and Health Administration remains troubled by the fact that our impact inspections continue to discover the same hazards we've identified as root causes. There is that root cause again for fatal accidents so that we can't, uh, that we know can cause serious occupational illnesses. Each month, MSHA conducts special impact inspections at mines that merit increased attention and enforcement due to their poor compliance history or particular compliance concerns. Results of each month impact inspections are available on the MSHA.gov website. So MSHA began impact inspections after an April 22 explosion in West Virginia at the Upper Big Branch Mine, which killed 29 miners. To date, impact inspections... Uh, in 2023, have identified over 2,300 violations, including 654 significant and substantial, or SNS, and 46 unwarrantable failure findings. So what are we looking at here? The inspection led agency to issue an imminent danger order when their inspectors found accumulations of full float coal dust on two separate conveyor belt lines, uh, resulting in two unwarrantable failure orders. Inadequate examinations on the conveyor belt line of, uh, result in two more unwarrantable failure orders. So, going on and on, and uh, blah, 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 fall protection. Right? People wearing harnesses, but they're not atti- attached to anything. You gotta love it. No, you don't have to love it. You have to be feel shocked about it. Wisconsin roofing contractor faces $180,000 and fines for repeatedly failing to protect workers, subcontractors from deadly fall hazards. And I'm not going to mention the name of the company. OSHA finds the company exposed workers twice in less than two weeks. After an over, after a blank manager attended an on-site training discussion on fall hazards on May 25th, 2023, federal workplace safety inspectors observed the company's employees working about 30 feet above ground on a Mensha apartment complex roof without adequate fall protection. 13 days later, an inspector observed a project manager employed by the same company hand out caffeinated energy drinks to subcontractors on a 10-foot-high roof in Appleton, a kindness determined by the fact that the workers lacked fall protection and the manager did not correct the hazard to protect them from the construction industry's leading cause of death. Well, that's... uh. I don't know what to say at this point with this, any of this stuff. You can't say that you didn't know it with that. So let's see what we have here. They open inspections. Let's see what the uh, what they found here. I'm going to guess, and again, I, I, don't, I look at this stuff. This is fresh in my mind. This is my visceral gut reaction to all of this stuff. That's what you're getting here. You're not going to be getting on Safety Wars a nice polished presentation every night, right? We are not NPR. We're not Jay Allen, man. We're Sheldon. We're Todd. We're Safety Wars. Okay. Going on down. 29 CFR. Type of violation. Citation 1, item 1. Serious. 29 CFR 1926-503. The employer shall provide a training program for each employee who might be exposed to fall hazards. And, uh, uh, so on or about June 7th, an establishment located at a certain location in Appleton, Wisconsin, a project manager of the company was exposed to fall hazards of over 10 feet and has not received fall protection training. $12,031 fine. Citation 2, item 1. 
Again, this is for a repeat offense. This is confident person. So on a construction site, again, you have to have a confident person designated. Because that, this is what it is. 29 CFR 1926.20 V2. Accident prevention responsibilities. Such programs shall provide for frequent and regular inspections of the job sites, materials, and equipment to be made by competent persons designated by employers. And what is a competent person? Someone who's able to assess hazards and able to correct hazards. They did not do this here. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. Same thing, Appleton, Wisconsin, an employee was present at an active job site and observed subcontractors being exposed to fall hazards of over 10 feet and failed to take prompt corrective measures and eliminate the hazards. All right. And the same, that company was previously cited for a violation of this occupational safety and health standards which contained in OSHA, blah, 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 citation one, item one, blah, 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 group A, and was affirmed by as a final order with respect to workplace located at another uh, Wisconsin job site. So this is 24,063, all because they didn't designate a competent person, and a competent person was not, right, which they're assuming was uh, uh, a... Uh, uh, No, they're assuming that the uh, uh, this company, right, was the competent person. So basically, the company cited was a general contractor, and they had subcontractors. Again, uh, at that point, you have multi-employer enforcement policies, and these policies, no, you could, if you're in the GC, you could get cited just like the company uh, that you're over seeing. That was a repeat violation, 24000 Citation two, item two. This is a little bit more nuanced and very, very extensive. This is $60,156 fine. Uh, and it's essentially, there's a lot of confusion here with roofing work on low slope roofs. So except as otherwise provided in paragraph B of this section, each employee engaged in roofing activities on low slope roofs, and they have a definition of that, with unprotected sides and edges of six feet or more above lower levels shall be protected from falling by guardrail systems, safety net systems, personal fall arrest systems, or a combination of a warning line and guardrail system, warning line system and safety net system, or warning line system. You got to have something, right? On roofs 50 feet or less with, with the use of safety monitoring system alone is permitted. Now, what, what screws people up is, is that they read the whole first sentence, which is a huge run-on sentence here. I get it. And then they ignore the second sentence. And they say, well, we're going to have safety monitors. But that's only on roofs, 50 feet or less in width. Right? Uh, again, but let's face it. If your employee falls and gets killed... You're on the hook, regardless of what the regulation is, because OSHA feels, and I think it's a pretty, I think most people could agree. I might be wrong here, but most people could agree that falling off a roof is a bad thing. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think on that? Am I wrong? I don't know. Okay. Uh, and we're going to go to. Yeah, let's finish this out. So now this is going to, and again, they have 15 days to contest this. Now this is the second group of citations for the same company. Do, 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 scrolling on down. Same company, different job site. Right. Again, a repeat series violation. Citation one, item one. No confident person. All right. And this was subcontractors being exposed to fall hazards over 30 feet and failed to take corrective measures. Citation one, item two, a repeat. Again, fall protection, six feet or higher. What was this? 
$60,156 for a grand total of 84219 on that one. I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. I really don't get it. We're going to go to commercial break right now. In the professional safety community, communication and planning are just a few keys to your program's success. The question many practitioners have is, where do I start? Dr. Jay Allen, the creator of the Safety FM platform and host of the Rated R Safety Show, has built a global foundation to help you along the way. Go to safetyfm.com and listen to some of the industry's best and most involved professionals, including Blaine Hoffman with The Safety Pro, Sam Goodman with The Hop Nerd, Sheldon Primus with The Safety Consultant, Jim Pozell with Safety Wars, Emily Elrod with Unapologetically Bold, and many others. As individuals, we can do great things, but as a team, we become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support. OSHA Recordables, catastrophic losses, environmental disasters. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Pozel with Safety Wars. That's my daddy! You are listening to Safety Wars. Tomorrow's safety today. And for our hop message for Monday. This is Safety Wars, broadcasting to our brothers and sisters in the occupied territory of behavior-based safety. Get out your secret decoder ring. Here is your nightly message. Human error is normal. Human error is normal. Okay, uh, here we go. We're going to continue on with the press releases. Uh, from the Department of Labor. Department of Labor finds child labor viol- viol- child labor violations by operators of five McDonald's locations in western Pennsylvania assesses $26,000 in penalties. So uh, essentially, uh, an investigation by the DOL has found the operator of five McDonald's franchise locations in the greater Pittsburgh area employed 34 children to work later and longer than permitted by child labor laws. So, uh, $26,000 in penalties there. U.S. Department of Labor final rule requires state merit staff to provide employment service to programs, firms delivery for job seekers and employers. U.S. DOL today announced, this is from a couple of days ago, uh, the publication of a final rule that revises federal regulations that govern the employment service nationwide system of public employment offices. An act in 1933, the Wagner-Pizer Act, established a nationwide system to support the nation's labor markets by bringing together people seeking employment with employers and uh, in need of uh, with employers in need of workers. The act requires states to create and maintain an employment service program. So, uh, going on, the final rule improves services for migrant and seasonal farm workers, and uh, I guess it's a good thing. U.S. Department of Labor awards grant to support safe, quality jobs in Indonesia and Philippines. U.S. Department of Labor today announced the award of up to $6 million in grant funding for the Solidarity Center to advance quality jobs and labor rights in Indonesia and Philippines. Administered by the Bureau of International Labor Affairs, promoting quality jobs and infrastructure development will support safe, quality jobs in uh, on infrastructure projects in Indonesia and the Philippines that are financed by ma- multilateral development banks. The project is part of the Multilateral Partnership for Organizing Worker Empowerment and Rights. And, uh, you know, another six million bucks at the door. U.S. Department of Labor Office of the U.S. Trade Representative seek review of alleged denial of labor rights at an auto lift auto parts plant in Quintero. Uh, this is the 17th request under the U.S. MCA's Rapid Response Labor Mechanism. U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement's Interagency Labor Committee for Monitoring and Enforcement Today requested the Government of Mexico review an allegation 
that workers' rights are being denied at the auto live auto plants plant in Quartaro, Mexico. And again, uh, it was a follow-up uh, where a company violated workers' freedom of association and collective bargaining rights. U.S. Department of Labor and U.S. Trade Center co-chair in the, uh, the Interagency Labor Committee. The, after the committee found sufficient and credible evidence supporting the denial of workers' rights by the company, the U.S. government invoked the rapid response labor mechanism by submitting a request to review to Mexico. The rights of workers to freely choose a union and collectively bargain are cornerstones of union democracy. We will continue to monitor to ensure that employers do not interfere with those rights or retaliate against workers for exercising them. And going on, uh, again, right, international agreements. A 20-year-old Amazon employee died at work. Indiana issued a seven. Indiana issued a seven thousand dollar fine. Amazon's safety record is under unprecedented scrutiny. But state, which is true, I, I tell you what, we covered that extensively on this program. But state and federal regulators often have limited ability to enforce safety policies. This is from the Washington Post article by Caroline O'Donovan. This is one of the, those I've read. Uh, through and through, but basically what this comes down to was uh, on uh, allegedly, right, uh, according to this article, on the afternoon, an employee was trying to clear an obstruction from an overhead package conveyor at an Amazon distribution center in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He was en route to the jam in an elevated lift where his head collided with the conveyor and became trapped by machinery. He died of blunt force injuries. Now, I give, now, if you want training from us, 845-269-5772. We give, this is one of our most popular trainings is with uh, scissor lifts or what we call today MIWAP, Mobile Elevated Work Platforms. And what you got to tell people is you got to look up, down, around, all around. So what all often happens, I don't know about this case, but what often happens is you have people up in a lift and they're looking that they don't hit things, and they're looking down on the ground. And what do you think happens? They're not looking up above. They're not looking overhead. Often, uh, they're not wearing a hard hat. I don't know if that would have, uh, or some type of a helmet. I don't know if that would help in this situation. And what happens is they hit their head on something overhead. Uh, happen, uh, could easily happen. Or they get their head wedged, and they snap their neck like a toothpick with one of these machines. Uh, and now that, that, ha that happens. Uh, that happens. They were uh, issued a fine under a, uh, what is it? I don't know what they call it in Indiana, but it's essentially the general duty clause. Now, what people are pissed off about, especially people in New York and some of the other areas, they get pissed off because there's like a $7,000 fine. That's really the maximum according to this article that we're allowed to uh, uh, that we're allowed to uh, set at right, 7000 OSHA upped it up to 15000 and about 2 15296 I think so quote, quote me on that but essentially uh, a couple back in 2015 OSHA started to uh, raise these with the other agencies and there were a couple of court cases on that that said hey uh, you know uh, you need uh, uh, legislation, and then the Obama administration said, no, you don't. But basically, every year, second week of December, these things go up. Now, the $7,000 fine is probably the maximum in Indiana. Now, I've been on cases where there were fatalities, and they only got like a $1,900 fine. And it all depends on the size of the company, what happened, uh, even sometimes employee culpability, depending on the situation even though it's an exceedingly rare thing and how you contest it and everything else. Now, often what these agencies do, they lowball the fines so they get an admission of guilt. So if this is going to be litigated, now they have uh, another thing in there and with the workers' comp system uh, with that. And 
No, uh, in New York, where I uh, do a lot of business, they do have a different way of handling things, which is what we just covered with the Wisconsin case, especially with uh, construction sites. It's the confident person. Where you're the confident person, you're supposed to be doing your job. Guess what? We know that OSHA has low fines, but guess what? We're going to get you as a confident person and as a company under the scaffold law, what's called the scaffold law, and a couple of other laws with this. I mean, it's, you know, uh, along along with that, right? Uh, next story. Pollution. Pollution fueling a sex imbalance among endangered green sea turtles. So, we know, and uh, the person at the other wars got a little bit Flack over this years ago with frogs and endocrine disruptors in the environment with frogs and things of that nature. And, uh, but this article is from Frontiers writing. Uh, this is the article is on, uh, from the Washington Post, uh, Aaron Blakemore. Uh, and green sea turtles are producing more females in response to war- a warming climate, climate and human caused pollution is helping fuel the surge. Writing in Frontiers in Marine Science, researchers say ocean contaminants are contributing to the surge in female green sea turtles. So, with a lot of reptiles, and this is one of the reasons why they think uh, the dinosaurs, one of the contributing reasons why the dinosaurs were wiped out. Yes, there was an asteroid, but there was rapid climate change because of an asteroid impact. It was one theory. There are other theories, but that seems to be the most uh, popular theory right now. So your the temperature of the eggs are going to dictate whether or not you're going to have a male or a female. So what happens is with when the, when the eggs are over a certain threshold, right, they're going to be more likely to produce females, Cooler sands producing only males. Now you're going to say, well, more male, more females, more eggs, very happy male population. We get, I get it. I get it. Believe me. But what happens is when you, you have less genetic diversity, which will in the long term impact the genetic, and you'll have genetic illnesses and turtles and things of that nature. Not very good. The other thing is if this continues to accelerate, Article doesn't say this. Well, this is what I've read, right, Uh, with other things, right, where you have uh, uh, too many females, not enough males, you have genetic problems, but then after a while, all you get are females, not no males, right? I mean, let's face it. A man can only have so many females here with this. Not to, you know, again, this is not a, you know, Imagine that. I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, good in the beginning, but who knows. But turtles born with higher concentrations of heavy metals, uh, including metals such as chromium, lead, uh, cadmium, and industrial byproducts like polychlorinated biphenyls, PCBs, are likelier to be female because these are, are endocrine disruptors. Again, this is all off of here. I've uh, read about this many times over the year with reptiles, with that, and specifically the dinosaurs. Uh, so, and I signed into all these things, and now it's saying, uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's re-sign and hold on. Now, uh, this is uh, out of the Wall Street Journal. Now, Instagram's Reels video service is an article by Jeff Horowitz and Catherine Blunt. It's designed to show users streams of short videos on topics the system decides will interest them. So what they're finding out is that, let's say that you are a, we'll just call it what it is, a depraved individual who's interested in children. Right, if you continue, if you watch these reels, you're more likely to see these reels. So the algorithm is throwing you more and more of these videos. Something to uh, 
something to uh, 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 think about here. It's a... Now, Meta has said, our systems are effective at reducing harmful content, and we have invested billions in safety, security, and brand suitability solutions. But however, uh, things are still happening. I, again, you need to monitor what your kids are doing is basically it when it comes to this stuff. Uh, what are you doing? Do you, what kind of parental controls? What, you know, what exactly are you looking at on there? Are you, or are you just... And a lot of times, it's not what you're doing or not doing. It's what your children are seeing out there in the world. Because there may be parents that are not watching their children do this. They may not have parents. There are all different types of situations. Uh, people may have, uh, uh, and I've seen it already, where they have uh, parents put old uh, iPads, whatever, those security features, they have them. Kids uh, uh, are able to uh, access things. Parents don't even know that they have them. Right? Again, you got to watch. You got to keep stuff secure. If you have older computer equipment that you're not using, make sure that you have that stuff stowed away. Uh, make sure when you, you know have a conversation with your children. How's that? Whoever you're responsible for on appropriate computer use. Something know who you're uh, who they're dealing with online. Uh, and again, right? If your child does have an issue, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad parent. With that, uh, it's just. You can only do so much with that. Uh, and I'm not excusing anything. Now, uh, some things, uh, one thing that everyone knows here, okay, if you don't know this, I'm going to tell you. I'm big, I'm a big Olympic fan. I love watching the Olympics. We're probably going to switch this out, right, during the Olympics with an Olympic flag. So that's probably what uh, we're going to do. And I'm looking forward to uh, for the Summer Olympics, whenever that's going to be, we're going to uh, have a, uh, a little update on the track and field, right? With that, I'm looking forward to doing something like that. Switzerland wants to host the first Winter Olympics spread across an entire country. Small country. Looking back at some of the photos from my mom, we went to Switzerland. Uh, great thing, right? Uh, one with my parents, right? And also wants to overcome historic opposition by proposing that the games be the chiefest on record. Now, we all know we've heard nightmares of the cost of the Olympic Games. Countries going bankrupt, companies going bankrupt, losing money here and there, all different types of mayhem. So what they say, well, look, for the Winter Olympics, again, Switzerland has a lot of different facilities for winter type stuff, winter sports. I would think that they're just going to renovate what they already have for all this stuff. Right, uh, with that, and what they uh, want to do is uh, spend 1.6 billion dollars on the 2030 games, the outdoor, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, Winter Olympics, and again, the bid marks a shift from the government spending billions on hosting games as a show of power and urban renewal towards a more sustainable Olympics that's focused on sport. I'll add this: not on the sport, focus on the athletes. How's that? French finance minister Bruno de la Maire said he wants the Paris 2024 games to be the cheapest in decades in the state on the hook for just a quarter of the cost of the two-and-a-half-week event. Again, they're not looking to break the bank, and I think this is a symptom again. This is fallout from... Uh, this is fallout from... Uh, 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 Pandemic and the and the other economic things. And hold on. All right. There was a Carl Sagan quote that uh, came out uh, today. I had I wanted to give a little bit of a commentary on. I can't seem to find it here. Americans under 30 don't trust religion or anything else. This is from dnyuz.com. Uh, again, uh, this is part of a series on Americans moving away from organized religion. So uh, 
let me give some viewpoints on here. According to this article, uh, people are no parents are not religious, so therefore children are not being religious. That's the whole gist of the article here. Again, I know I if your par- if the parents aren't religious, then that's to be expected on that. Now, there may be some good and some bad because I know parents in my gener- that are no are my age are very horrible and I commented on this privately, I'll do it publicly here is that uh, people uh, horrible catechetics in the Lutheran Church and in the Catholic Church for that matter. Horrible. Didn't get out the catechism. I can't speak on the Reformed Church because, or any of the other denominations, but I can't speak on that one. Uh, growing up, they were still working on a 1940s and 50s model of instructing people when the entire world went on, moved on. Pardon me, moved on. Right? And this is part of what the issue is. I think if you, and take it from an old confirmation class teacher, if you present things, Logically, rationally, I mean, the kids are pretty smart today. They, especially now with the TikTok and everything else going on out there, that's uh, you're more going to be more likely to uh, retain people. It's my thinking on this stuff. And you can say, well, this is a safety show, not a religion show. Well, it's so boring talking about safety all the time. Let's talk a little bit about religion every once in a while. Uh, I mean, we do have religious holidays coming up in uh, two. Major religions in this month? I don't know. You might, or in the, in, no, uh, in the next one month or so. I don't know. I can't remember what those are. But anyway, uh, again, uh, it's now the churches have got to do a better job. There are ways of doing this. I'm going to go into uh, with this. You just have to, again, sort of like hop. Right? Human organizational performance. You have people out there with hop, and it's like, uh, you know, they want, they want to be stuck with the traditional way of doing safety. We've discussed that time immemorial. When we go into human organizational performance, there's a lot of resistance. But it's where people normally reside unknowingly, and they may not call it human organizational performance, but... No, they reside in that. And that's, you know, once I found out that there was a name for it, it's like, this is what we do normally. Learning teams, that's what I've always done is uh, learning teams. So uh, now I have a name for it. And we're going to go to another commercial break here. Is your safety training old, stale, and hackneyed? Is your safety trainer still preaching a warped version of behavior-based safety? How about safety training that actually addresses your hazards in your workplaces and is not standardized baloney from 25 years ago? Contact the Safety Wars team at safetywars.com or call Jim Polzel at 845-269-5772. Remember, if you're receiving this message, you are the solution to unsafe workplaces. Have you listened or watched uh, the Safety War Show? It does stream live on on the radio and um, on the streamer emers that we have. So if you have not taken a listen to Jim Bozel and what the hell he's doing every evening with uh, Safety Wars, I would I would strongly encourage you to um to take a view or take a listen, um, whichever option is available for you, and take a listen to what the hell he has going on. Uh, it's definitely, it will take some deep dives and some information that you might be interested in. Is your safety training old, stale, and hackneyed? Is your safety trainer still preaching a warped version of behavior-based safety? How about safety training that actually addresses your hazards in your workplaces and is not standardized baloney from 25 years ago? Contact the Safety Wars team at safetywars.com or call Jim Polzel at 845-269-5772. Remember, if you're receiving this message, you are the solution to unsafe workplaces. Right, and so when we, uh, how can I say this nicely and politely? I used to be confirmation class teacher, 
right, uh, in a Lutheran church. And it was in a community. And you now you get these folks and you, you know, what influences you? We talked about that leadership, what influences you, positive things, and everything else. So I had a question in this community. I said, well, who are the people who have graduated your high school who are famous? Uh... And I got a whole bunch of stuff here uh, with that. You know, hey, uh, this person and this person and this person, blah, blah, blah. And they go on and on and on and on. And, you know, they said, well, no, I'm reading it off of Wikipedia here, right? Uh, One of them is we're looking for a uh, 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 somebody playing for the Colorado Buffaloes. A retired professional footballer, Kimberly, uh, Kimberly Brandeo. Uh, and we have a wrestling championship, a basketball player, another basketball player, a football player. All right. Uh, basketball player. Uh, going on and on. Uh, and I said, well, you know, there are some other people here that graduated your high school. Did you uh, know this? And I mentioned Right, Alfred uh, M. Gray Jr., 29th uh, Commandant for the Marine Corps, graduated your high school. Wayne Grillcrest, a U.S. Congressman, graduated there. Uh, here we have uh, another one, a famous psychologist, Jerome Kagan. And we went on and on and on. All these other things. No, we only know about the sports people in there. Okay, well, I know how kids are. I, do you understand that people, right, are, are, you're at that age, you're going to uh, know about sports. I get it. Said, did you ever hear of a man, a Nobel laureate, Milton Friedman? No, who's that? I said, Nobel laureate. Uh, 1976 Nobel Peace Prize Prize for economic sciences for different things on there. I said, how about the guy who grew up on this street, reportedly? The street where the church was at. You might have heard of him. Carl Sagan. Right? Famous, uh, right? Uh, Famous astronomer. Astrochemicus. Astro... uh, Chemist. I believe he's a Nobel laureate here also. Let me see. Uh, not a Nobel... Uh, again, excellent. Uh, not a Nobel laureate, but way up there. Right? TV personality, too, through the uh, 80s and 90s, if I remember the series you right. Again, where are we putting our focus on? And if you're a school... And you have Nobel laureates that graduated from your school. Why wouldn't you be promoting that? All right? Uh, and again, this may be the crashity old man of me speaking here. But it would seem to me if you have such positive people who have had such a positive impact on the world, those are only two, a couple of the people. I'm sure there is a lot more. That probably should be... Uh, promoted. I'm always re- remember the 1980 uh, inauguration, 1981 this was, uh, inauguration of the president. President Ronald Reagan, I remember it was like uh, the best day ever because we had a TV in the classroom and we got to watch uh, President Reagan at the inauguration. And he said, no, there's a, and this is a paraphrase, but it's always stuck with me, that People say that there are no heroes. Well, maybe you're looking in the wrong place for the heroes. Maybe it's not someone on TV. Maybe it's not somebody uh, running these sports figures, great intellectuals. Right, That's a good place to start. Maybe it's the person, a single mom at that, across that counter, 
who is working in a diner. Maybe it's other people out there with all different types of struggles that are overcoming them. Maybe those are the kinds of heroes you need to look at. That's something to think about here. And I think this is part of this, and this is another story with disenfranchised people here uh, looking to the government for inspiration and wondering why everybody is hating the government. I have an article here from uh, Business Insider. Uh, Alcina Lloyd uh, wrote this article. People are leaving Texas over rising costs, politics, and a sense of disenchantment. If you're looking for these people for inspiration, maybe you're looking in the wrong place to the government and the government could be a good place to start. But look in your own community, the own people that you know, that you know for that. Become the leader in your own community. Have we heard uh, about the situation over in China? Right, we have, we're at 46 minutes after the hour here. Here we have China's COVID trauma returns as hazmat workers disinfect streets. Public health workers wearing full protective gear have appeared on the streets of northern China, according to footage on social media. Right? The hazmat-clad personnel were seen spraying disinfectant in public spaces in China's northern Hebei province, roughly 50 miles east of the capital of Beijing. The re-emergence of year has raised speculation about the potential return of pandemic restrictions amid a surge of respiratory illnesses, notably among children, which has strained hospitals in the region. The outbreak is being closely watched by the World Health Organization. In the past days, China's state-controlled media have reported hospitals in Beijing, Tianjin, and other northern areas operating at maximum capacity. I'll tell you what, they had pictures on the news here. Uh, that are, you know, things are long lines and everything else with this. I, you know, I hope this is not going to turn into another uh, lockdown situation just in time for the election, right? Uh, how, what, and this is also, I'm getting a lot from the Washington Post today. One rabbit kitten triggered intensive efforts to contain deadly virus. So this was a uh, family uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, that adopted a kitten, and essentially uh, the kitten has uh, the kitten has uh, had rabies. They ended up having to go into the community. Not only did every human get their rabies shots to prevent rabies, but uh, again, uh, they're wondering where how they got this. This is. Uh, uh, a strain of ra- raccoon rabies that has never been detected west of the Appalachian uh, Mountains. They're going through woods, vaccinating animals and wildlife, and a complete and total nightmare uh, with that. And they found 10 people that the kitten was exposed to. And I didn't realize the treatment was $8,000 per person. And they are going out and inoculating uh Thing, right, uh, right, uh, inoculating animals and everything else. Uh, here's some other factoids here. People in the United States rarely contract rabies with only one to three cases reported annually. What about 60,000 Americans receive post-exposure treatments each year after being bitten or scratched by infected animals? Up here in the Northeast, we're seeing a lot of bats actually uh, infect people. Uh, so that's uh, something else going on here hold on jessica can you please turn on the lights thank you okay here we have child pneumonia cases surge in europe as fears rise over outbreak in china we just mentioned this but we're getting a lot of stuff going on in europe also with this, uh, 80 of every 100,000 children between the ages of 5 and 14 came down with pneumonia uh, in the Netherlands last week. Uh, something, uh, again, a lot going on here. Are, did this always happen, or are we paying more attention to this? 
And here we go, not to be outdone. UK detects its first human case of swine flu strain. Health officials are scrambling to trace contacts from a person infected with a new form of swine flu after the first UK detected its first human case of H1N2. 50 human cases of the strain have been reported globally since 2005. The new case is first to be detected in the UK and is unrelated genetically to previous cases. Based on uh, information, it is a distinct form. Now, primarily, these flus are spread by birds, right? Uh, again, they may call it swine flu. However, probably most likely spread by birds. Uh, now that travel around. And what happens is uh, the virus infects the bird. Bird creates little bird viruses, right? And then they get into the ecosystem and you end up having having a new strain of flu. And that's a very simplified form. I know we're all virologists after COVID. Okay, where are we going to go to now? All right, this is from DailyMail.co.uk. Exclusive from the Daily Mail. Uh, Chinese scientists find a new bat coronavirus linked to pangolins that has same freak mutation as COVID, and some experts say it shoots down the lab leak theory. Okay, great. We need more information. Bat coronavirus, a thousand miles from Wuhan, closely related to the virus in pangolins. Pangolins are thought to be intermediary. I don't even know what a pangolin is. Uh, And this goes into way too technical of a thing for this program. What is a pangolin? Let me look that up. Pangolin is an anteater. It's a scaly anteater. Okay, great. Why don't they just say a scaly anteater in the article? I don't know. Here it is. Uh, uh, They have a picture of it. They don't say what it is. Okay, you could go look up a pangolin. They don't look very friendly. I'll say that much. Jessica would like. Would you like to have a pet pangolin? Yeah. What's that? It's an anteater with scales. She says no. All right. Now, dangers of AI here. This is from Fox News. I got a little bit of a giggle out of this. Seinfeld star Julia Louise Dreyfus used AI to write her an acceptance speech was was mistaken for Julia Roberts. The Veep star was an honoree at the Wall Street Journal Magazine 2023 Innovator Awards earlier this month. Uh, The former Veep star was the entertainment... and revealed she used AI chatbot ChatGPT to help write her speech for the event. As an entertainment innovator, I am very busy innovating, Louise Dreyfus said in a clip shared to the Atlas. So I did what any other innovator worth her salt would do. I turned to ChatGPT4. According to the 56-year-old star, she does not look 56 years old. I'm sorry. The program gave her exactly the following speech. Ladies and gentlemen, Esteemed guests and fellow investors, today is a moment of profound gratitude and reflection for me as I accept the great honor of being recognized as the Investor of the Year by Wall Street Journal, she said to laughter. Reflecting on this milestone, I am reminded of the unwavering support of my family and the unyielding dedication of my team that has been the driving force behind my investment strategies, my performances in Aaron Brockovich, Pretty Women, and Mystic Pizza. All right, well, it does say safety really because Aaron Brockovich, environmentalist. Okay, great. Uh, the audience laughed at the program's apparent confusion of Louise Dreyfus with Julia Roberts, well, as well as the frequent mix-ups between innovator and investor. Okay, so you got to be really freaking careful with the chat GPT, AI. Really careful. We're going to, what else do we have here? 
Oh, we could save some of this for tomorrow or for the next program. Let's end this on a humorous note. What we actually know about aliens, according to science. All right. It came from space. This is from Joel Achenbach. It came from space, hurling at tremendous speed, a mystery object, reddish rocky, shaped like a cigar. Its velocity was so extreme, it had to have come from somewhere far away in the interstellar realm. The astronomers in Hawaii who spotted it in 2017 named it Mua, Hawaiian for messenger from afar arriving first. But what was it exactly? A comet, an asteroid, or maybe an alien spe- spacecraft? People, I tell you what, I followed this all through here, but again, uh, no, this is coming a hot topic again because uh, they pulled the switch on us. We are calling it UFOs for years. Now it's not no longer UFOs, now UAP. And they said, and the Air Force said, we're not investigating this. Yeah, and they pulled another fast one. Yeah, because the Navy's investigating it because there is an undersea component to this. And slowly but surely we're seeing uh, what I call disclosure, and I'm not the only one that calls it that, where they're feeding us all this information, they're going to say, of course, they're real. I don't know. I don't know what to say on all this. Well, yeah, I do know what to say. They, you know, I, All I'm doing is questioning people who have been known to tell, not tell the truth. So, uh, again, uh, article goes on and on and on and there have been hoaxes over the years. I don't know. What's everybody's opinion on this? Tell you what mine is. I don't trust anybody. We're going to go and uh, wrap it up here. We're coming to the end. I want to thank welcome to everybody to our after Thanksgiving uh, festivities here. I guess, you know, if you want to call it that, most people were in recovery from the weekend. Uh, because of everything on the holiday. And I just wanted to say uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I rely on you. And uh, as usual, we are always looking to uh, uh, expand. And we're going to go on out with our usual outro here. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.